Hi guys, Pet and Andy here on the Curious Cousins podcast. Hi guys, on this episode, we talk with a very talented Harry Carolis, owner of Ego Barbers based in Cockfosters in North London. Harry has redefined men's barbering in the UK by creating trends with a mix of creativity and technique, which has seen him become the country's most followed barber on Instagram with over 200,000 followers. He's also the co-founder of Kings of Tomorrow Education, where he teaches and inspires up-and-coming barbers all over the world. Harry, it's great to have you on to our show. Thanks for giving us the time to chat to you. Thanks for having me, guys. My pleasure. So, uh, obviously, we've known you for a number of years now, and we've seen just how astronomic your growth has been in the last five to six years. Um, but first of all, let's, let's start by saying, how did you get into barbering? How did you start cutting hair? Was there anything else you was doing? Well, I, I, I actually wasn't a barber, I was a hairdresser. Um, it's been 23 years now, coming up to this year of, uh, in the hair industry. Um, I started out, um, I was trained through Vida Sassoon, and I used to work for a company called Daniel Galvin. When I'd done my training, I was trained by a guy called Joshua Galvin. How did you get in touch with those guys? Um, my uncle's a, a famous hairdresser in Cyprus, and um, I was a young man, up to no good. You know, I, you know, I left school, didn't go to college, dropped out of college. Yeah. So I was just sleeping at home. He'd come over to visit from Cyprus, and he'd come, literally woke me up and said, I'm going to take you to learn a, learn a craft. Um, and it was just like that. It literally pulled me out of bed, pulled me by the ear. Uh, as, <laughs> you always as, have like a, a passion for like creativity and kind of. I was always, I, I was always like, I was very artistic. Like I was really good at drawing. I, you know, comic book stuff. I was really into comic books and stuff like that. Um, and and it was just that that that's sort of started from there. Yeah. Um, passion sort of grew um, naturally. As you got better, you... Well, no, it's just, it's just something like, that, that gave me something to do, which, which sort of clicked to me, you yeah. know, for so me. You put that creativity into hair when you first Well, started. no, for me, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a guy that was brought up from Bethnal Green and then we moved to, to Tottenham, Palmer's Green, around those areas. Yeah. Yeah. So when I went into Glamour World of, of Daniel Galvin, and I was like, wow, yeah, it sort yeah. of blew me away. Yeah. So it was yeah. like, a young man, it was like, you know, taking someone, you know, taking someone from, let's say, the streets, yeah. you know, from my background and then going into this glamour world I was I was amazed by I was blown away yeah, yeah. didn't know what to do yeah that's good so how did you how did you go from working with those sort of companies and then thinking let me open up my own shop well my own shop come year well I've had this shop now for six years um, so I was a hairdresser for 12 years um, and I left Daniels and then I started doing my own thing. I started working as a session stylist. Because you went to New York, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so what's a session stylist? Is that so I, I used to work know? on like um, on film sets, on fashion shows. Yeah. Um, so <coughs> I left Daniels and um, I, I literally, you know, wanted to do something that was a bit more exciting. I was young, I wanted to travel. Yeah. So I just went about, I had a contact in America who was involved in the fashion world, a photographer. And then it was just started from there. I went to New York yeah. and I managed to get a working visa and that was it. I started working uh, as a session stylist with underground photo shoots, eventually working up to working with famous designers and, yeah. and you know, done really well from that. So what was, the, what was the culture in New York compared to the London scene? Like, was it completely um, it, different or did you have to adapt? Well, it's, like, it's, it's, very, it's very full on. It's very like OTT. Uh, I yeah. found OTT. But... What New York had, they had an underground scene, which was, which which gave you more of an opportunity um, in into you know getting into that fashion world, yeah. Um, where the politics 
didn't really matter mm. as long as you were good and you produced something sure. that was different. And that's how we started out. I started out as a session stylist and then I brought myself back to the UK what after. What made you come back? I miss my mum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just miss my mum. I miss London life, but um, it was, it was six, mainly... Six years of yeah, decent time. I had a great time. Yeah. Um, and then um, what made me come back, it was, um, it, it's a long story. It, right. It's to do with, you know, so it's a long story. Yeah. Right, so you, so obviously you, your, your experience was in hairdressing and then you eventually came and opened your own business, which is Ego Barber. No, no, no. no. I, I, I come back and I grew a passion for um, men's hair. Uh, so you, were you mostly on women's hair before? Yeah, then? women's yeah. hair, but I, I used to enjoy doing men's hair and I used to get my hair cut in Brooklyn in a, in a local barbers, all different barbers. I was, yeah. I'm the worst when it comes to just, I wanted to just keep going to different yeah. places to yeah. find the best. Pick up different techniques. But it was all about, back then I used to have like a fade, you know, I, was, you know, I used to yeah. have a fade, I used to always look who could do the best fade. And I just loved the whole atmosphere of it. So when I sort of come back to the UK, I was like, what if I could get myself into doing men's hair, learning barbering, and then kind of fuse the two together. Right. Um, so I started like learning barbering and then mixing hairdressing skills. And then I sort of just still carried on as a session stylist over here because I had a good reputation, good yeah. clientele base. And then I got into doing brides. Funny enough, before I went into barbering, I was doing bridal hair. Oh, wow. And I got myself doing, uh, doing brides. So really? I was, yeah, yeah. So I built myself a massive reputation uh, doing bridal hair. So we've gone from one extreme yeah, to the other. Yeah, yeah. But what I did was I, I rented a chair in, a, in, a, in the barbers in the city and I started learning barbering. And that's how it all started for me. So then you went from the West End renting a chair to thinking, I want to be my own, uh, you know, I want to open up my own business, I want to have my own. No, it wasn't nothing like that. It, was, it wasn't, I want to have my own business and that. I got married um, and I moved to uh, Potter's Bar, which is not far from Quad Foster's. Yeah. And I just found it very distant from, it will not fair my wife, my lifestyle had to change mm. and I had to be more closer to home. Yeah. So, um, but you're putting all the hours under the sun in this, in, in this, uh, shop so it's not like yeah 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 well it, but I'm still close to home yeah yeah yeah, so yeah, I can still yeah. Take, you've got the balance I can take my kids to school yeah, yeah, I can you know I can balance it but what, what that's important yeah the way it come about was was quite was I was at the right place at the right time I yeah. wanted to be more closer to home and then ego come about mm, that's good because you, you first because when you, you first came to ego you came here as work first right? no well, well the whole yeah when I come to ego I come here to actually work and with a with a potential to buy it, right? That was a high idea, so I had to try it. Yeah. Um, it, it, if it was worth me, because you know, when I come to Cot Foster's, uh, it was during the recession. Yeah. So and the rents very high, the rates are really high, but all the shops around there were boarded up, and there was literally no one walking on the streets. Mm. So it it stood by reputation of Hadley Woods around the corner. Yeah. Lots of footballers around there, and you've got two, three million pound houses, but yeah. the whole high street was was dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you so when you before you joined Diego. Did you have the, you had the discussion to say I'll come see what it's like? I wanted to see, see get, what the football's get, like. I wanted to get a feel for it, see what yeah. the football's like. There was no football. Yeah. Um, but what you had was, you know, I, I you know, start, started seeing there's potential here in in, in the long run. So you yeah. had to you had to literally put everything that you've you've saved and you worked hard for into 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 the shop. So what I did was I, I believed in my ability and I believed in, in in what I did. So so I sort of took the chance. So when so when you thought I'm gonna go for it and you know this you know Cockfosters is for me I can see I'm building a you know a progressive business um, what, what, would you, what would you say was the hardest part about 
you know, that step to what um, obstacles did you? So, so, up? so for me was 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 the fact that the the community didn't take to me too kindly because the shot was quite flash. It, you know, it's got TV screens. It's quite loud. Uh, and a lot of the people were loyal to the, all the other hairdressers around there, so they were like, "What you're doing here?" Because yeah, um, Cockfoss is so. If people don't know, it's like in the sub, it's the suburbs of yeah. So of everyone's London. yeah, everyone's so close. Everyone knows a, each other. Yeah, it's quite a local um, little town. And yeah, it wasn't. It was like, "Oh, what you're doing here? You know, why is there another hairdressers open?" I'm like, "It's not hairdressers, it's the barbers." So yeah. first of all, I had to sort of concentrate on the locals, on on the bread and butter, for them to like me. It's all about. You know, a lot of it obviously didn't come into the, the haircutting. Obviously, it has to be good, yeah. but it's not the way it is now, where we where the reputation's been built on on purely on how we cut hair, right. on on what we do with sure. with our work. It was built on they had to like you as a person yeah. and they had to recommend you. So that that was the most challenging uh, challenging part. But the challenging part was is 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 taking a hit for the first year. And being able to fund it mm. and and sort of reaching a low point when mm. you're like, is this going to work? Is it the right thing? Is it the right yeah. thing? What have I done? So did, did you have in that first year? Did you allow any doubt to come into your mind? Well, yeah, because I, I'm 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 you know I've gone, I've always been a city boy, so I've yeah. always worked in the West End all my life. I worked in New York. I worked in the West End from George Street to Bond Street to Shoreditch to yeah. to do you know what I mean? So yeah. so for me, when even when I got married and I and I moved to Potter's Bar. It was like I said to my wife, "This is where you come to die. Like this is not for me." So that was a shock, yeah, and this yeah, was a course. shock, and I was like, "So there was there was always doubts, but there was always inside of me there was always a belief that I can build 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 a good business that will be able to feed my family." So you managed to stay like mentally positive. Yeah, there were yeah there was times with your staff as well. You know, yeah. your staff are very to find the right staff, the right balance. So. Over the years, it, it staff pay an important part. Is um, so how did how did you find like how did you because I know you you've kind of um, had some really good people and they've they've kind of almost let you not let you down but they've they might have moved on to better things for themselves. How did you find you know yeah the, the, the people the, that you've got now because you've got an amazing team here. Yeah, right? the team that I've got now they they purely want to work for ego because it's ego barbers right, and yeah. and and. You know, just just to be part of what we're doing at Ego is is for them. They they put a lot of work and effort into what they do. So you built the brand, so it's easier to attract. Yeah, yeah. But I've got a good good bunch of lads that I know. You know, I like people in my circle that I can trust. It's very important for me, and I, and I like to keep the circle, like you know, I, that I can go away and I know my shop will be looked after, yeah, and, and it's yeah. people that I trust. Yeah. I think that's a bit of a recurring theme because on the previous podcast it was all about having the right people. Yeah, in order yeah, to the, move the, yeah. So the right, yeah, it's very difficult. So yeah. I, I had to look at what the area was to offer, what, 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 where the clients are from, where they come from, and at the same time, it, it's finding the right team. You sort of organically get yourself to finding the right team. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, it's massive for for businesses. Without the right team, it's like, it can literally crumble. You might have the best product, but if you yeah. haven't got the right people... Well, that's the problem that I had, you know, from, from previously, the, the, you know, the team wasn't right, they wouldn't turn up to work, the, you know, there was no passion involved. It was just like... The problem what we had before with barbering, where barbering has evolved now, it was, it was, a, it was an in, industry that... It, it didn't have that kind of passion that it's got now that we've we're creating in the barbering world that it's evolving so what's happening now with with barbers it's cool to go into the barbers because the skill set has got better yeah yeah definitely. where before the skill set wasn't good so people 
people will go to the hairdressers and get a haircut because they can use scissors and then they'll go to the barbers to get a fade because they can use clippers. Mm. Now that the, 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 it's evolved and, and there's a lot of education going into it and the barbers are becoming better yeah. and, they, and, and you're finding that it's cool to go to a barber's yeah, barber I think, I think that's, what, that's what sets you apart from the average barbershop where, yeah. I'm not, I don't want to put anyone down, but where you can tell from your Instagram page your styles are unique and yeah. very creative. Thank yeah, you. I think you could tell you've You've got you have got a hairdressing background, but you've managed yeah. to find a way to combine both. So, like we said in yeah, the intro, yeah. you've had like you've got the creativity and you've got that technique, but you've you keep it's, it you keep it current, which yeah. like fades, like skin fades, all your, well, all your stuff that you do. We mix the two together, so yeah, we, we work with longer lengths and that. Yeah. You know, for me, it's an obsession. It's a hobby. It's it's when I say that what I do. And when I go around different countries now and educate, and I always, when people ask me, you know, and, and the one thing that they always say is, and they put out that they say, you really look like you love cutting hair. Mm. You just love cutting hair. Yeah, you can tell. And, and for me, it's like, it's an obsession. Like, I'm obsessed with cutting hair. Yeah. I love cutting hair. It, so honestly, it gives... Onto your product as well. So what's product your... To your style. Yeah. So when you, like, because you, you, you. you cut hair now, you cut thousands of clients. Are you, are you always in that thought process of, how can I find a new a new style? Yeah, so a new well, trend. Yeah, for me, what I do is I always look to pass my clients over to my staff so they can build clients. So yeah. always when I get a client in my chair, I always say my my staff follow the same ethos and, and and we and we follow the same procedures. I always look to pass them on because obviously now I'm going and doing other things. But yeah. I'm always looking for what I do is with with, with my with my trends. I always look at uh, past trends that that have been, you know, in the 70s, yeah. 80s, yeah, 90s. I remember when we was growing up, Andy, we used to have like a short back and sides and that was yeah. just like the standard in the four yeah. on top. And like yeah, I think, I, I, think I had the little mohawk so, at one point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so you look, you look at that, so I look at like mullets and then what happens yeah. is they always tend to, what, nine times out of 10, most trends, they repeat themselves. Yeah, of course. So I always try and mix current trends with old trends yeah. and then sort of fuse the two together. And that's what I always look to do with with being creative, yeah. with adding something that is different. A lot, listen, you're gonna get mixed reviews with the work that you do. You, um, you know, you either love it or you hate it. Being create, creative is is an arty form of yeah. something that someone would either like it or yeah. they don't like yeah, definitely, it. Definitely, yeah, definitely. And that's what an artist is Yeah, because if everyone likes it, yeah. then you're, I don't think you're being original. Yeah. It's just, you're probably just copying something else. Yeah. So, I think that brings us nicely to your, to your social activity. Yeah, yeah. Because the business was doing really well until it became ridiculously successful when you got onto Instagram. Yeah, um, it, it, I know it, over time you've kind of grown that, but um, tell us a little bit about how you Instagram, grew your... yeah, Instagram was, was something that I had no interest in going on any social platform. Um, did, did, were you on it previously or did you no, know anything about no, it? No, I was just, um, uh, was it Facebook? But, yeah. Um, Facebook, but I never used it, so yeah. I was not really like into the whole social media using phones. Yeah, I explained to you, look, I had a big plasma TV and I just about turned that on and <laughs> yeah. put the volume out and watch football. Yeah, um, so when I was approached by a client of mine, Yanni, Yanni Myers, who's very successful on social media, YouTube, he goes to me, You need to get on Instagram, and I was like, Yan, I don't really want to go on Instagram, it's not for me. Do you, do you know what I mean? I was like, you know, yeah. I ain't got time. I've got my kids now. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna sit there. I'm gonna start playing with the phone. He goes, trust me. You need to show them. You're, you need to show the world your work. Yeah. You, it will have his rewards. And it was like, it was more like, Yan was like, listen, I'm on Instagram. You need to be on Instagram as well because I can't be 
you know, look, trust me, it, it will have its benefits. Yeah. So I started, I went on Instagram, I opened up an account, and obviously where, where I was always passionate in cutting hair, I've been doing it for so long, it, it become like a routine. So you kind of fall, fall out of love with what you do mm. because it becomes a day-to-day job. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of forget. Well, it's a job in itself having to run an Instagram Yeah, 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 yeah. So but even the trade, it was like... The actual business. The passion sort of, and the hunger grew from people liking what I did. Right. So the more likes you got, the more motivated Well, just the more comments and the more motivation and the passion. So you're like, hold on, I've done this before. Yeah. I've been there, I've done it. Mm. You know, for me, this is what I do. Yeah. So I started putting haircuts out there that were like, they were like um, uh, different, you know what I mean? And then we started putting videos together and that's when it started to blow up. Tell tell us a little about the the videos because that content really grew your page in it so yeah. the, the haircuts with the music behind it yeah. the music that you're passionate about so hip hop yeah. so I use, uh, I use words so I, I would use words words that had meanings like would, that would inspire people with my work so I would hide myself from the camera I would never show my face so no yeah. one knew what what how you know who I, who who I was were, yeah. uh, apart from ego barbers and then I would just throw my techniques and what I did but I would use the right wordings so, so I would use like um, lyrical stuff that had meanings to people that that it, it created a massive buzz um, and it just started blowing up and blowing up and blowing up and then everything that happened to me two years ago through social media and it's grown now the interaction was crazy even now that Instagram have changed the way they work with the with yeah, the, the rhythm yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the interaction was crazy so what, what happened was I found myself like oh my god like wow like really like people well, yeah because at the start when you thought yeah, you wouldn't have time. Yeah, for it. even then, I, it changed. I, yeah, pretty much changed. Your, well, your brand and and the business as well. But at the same time, it was still a phone and an app, <laughs> yeah. and I still didn't believe how big it was until yeah. until I started going to events and 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 when someone was sending me DMs from different countries, like countries that I've never heard of. <laughs> do, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you've inspired me to become a barber. I've learned so much from you. Yes, you know? that's, that's amazing. And then when you turn up to events and then you actually see how surreal it is. And then when you launch your education. Yeah, which will, then, will come on to the, uh, yeah. the Kings of Tomorrow yeah. stuff. So before we jump on to the Kings of Tomorrow uh, education uh, program, uh, where would you like to take ego from now? Like, what's your, what would you say your goals would be for ego? Well, it, the, uh, ego for me, um, in, in the long run, is is uh, obviously this shop as well is going to be the flagship. Um, yeah. There will be more egos opening uh, along with academies in in the nearer future. So, so I'll be looking to to grow the brand. But for me, I just don't want to have any any shop in any location. Mm. It has to be special, right. um, and. It has to be what what Harry wants to be to to make it more special than this shop is. Right. Um, so but we're that growing. Be- we're growing ego now. As a, we've got ego grooming now, so yeah. we're doing beauty and grooming. We're going to add more chairs into the shop, so there's going to be a lot more, a lot more, a lot more hairstylists, barbers in here. Um, and then, but it has to be special and it has to be right to to take it to other locations. Do you think? Do you think those locations will be similar to what you've got in Cotfosters, where you've got a local? area or do you think you're going to no, it, it's going to be more central and yeah. it's going to be more catering for the clients that was what, what we cater for our ego is it's a tailored haircut yeah. whether it's for a younger generation whether it's for an older generation so even having the same format you know even being creative on instagram you know we deal with the client that's going to 
deal with their face shape. Yeah. That, yeah, that course, it's yeah. going to tailor them. So central London is definitely something that, that would, would interest me. Yeah. Um, but other countries as well, which is central and taking it, taking it to other European cities, right. um, it's definitely something that will interest me as well. Great. So um, with the Kings of Tomorrow Education, we know you've recently launched that with uh, you co-own the, you co-own the, uh, the education program. You've recently launched it. Yeah. And you've travelled to well, loads of countries. Yeah, yeah. So, we, far. We've, so far, we've so been tell, to. Tell us how that started and what what the thought the thought process was behind yeah, starting um, the, the education program. See, see, with with education for me, it was everyone was asking me. You know, we 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 want you to educate us. We want you to teach us your way. Now, for me, I, I'm a guy that's always cut hair. You know, cut hair in a, in a shop. Um, I was I was self-employed, so I used to um, used to cut hair in different locations, you know, different places um, by being freelance and and this. So I, I'm not someone that was actual a teacher, yeah, yeah, even yeah, though yeah. I used to do model nights and and teach people here and there. So for me, I had to do give them an education program that was was which which would be the best, yeah. which would be you know I don't want to turn up and I want to disappoint people and showboat what I do. So. That's when I approached Stell, who's an educator for the last eight years, um, and we spent a year putting an education program together. Really, it was a year that you. Uh, yeah, we spent a year putting right. it together and and structuring my ethos, putting putting his experience into it as well, so we can we can bring out the education that will be a powerful education that people would take something and learn from it. So, what's your ambition for it? Like, where do you want to go with it? Oh, I, I, I want to own academies, schools. Um, I, I want it to be, I, I don't just want to, I want to leave a legacy um, and I want to leave a legacy that I can teach people this amazing craft that I've learned, that, that, that's given me, given me, opened so many doors for me, given me, you know. So to enable people to go into hairdressing and perhaps change their lives or yeah, yeah, so better it, themselves. Yeah, so, so better themselves, so especially if you're going to do men's hairdressing, barbering, is to offer them something that is, you know, something that is, that will give them a career and give them something that you know, it's it's, a, it's an amazing job. Yeah. How do you, how do you find like experience in all different um, cultures? Like when you know, because you're traveling. Well, yeah. So we so for me again going around the whole Instagram is an app, and then is it sur- uh, surreal? We went to Greece, which was amazing, and then we touched in Napoli uh, after that, which was amazing. But what really blew us away is when we went back home. Uh, when I say home, is where my parents are from. Went back to Cyprus, yeah. and we had over two hundred and seventy barbers and hairdressers that bought tickets to come and watch us. That's incredible, man! And it was like, wow, I've come back home, and I didn't expect like my people to actually fork out money to come and see me. Yeah. So that blew me away, and then uh, we went, and then the other one, which was which 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 blew me away as well, was that being Greek myself, uh, we got asked to go to Istanbul, Turkey. Wow! Um, and there's a lot, obviously, the history with yeah, Turkey and Cyprus. Yeah. Um, and the love and the, the, the appreciation that I actually yeah, made amazing. the effort to go out yeah, there. We, we saw, I mean, you share a lot of that content and we yeah, saw yeah, like, yeah. The, amount, the amount of people then, the, the reception that you got. Yeah, yeah, so that was, that was amazing. So that, that blew me away as well. So we spoke about um, like life, work and life balance. When you said you were used to work yeah. in the city and the reason you came more local. Yeah, yeah. But with all the stuff that's going on now, so I always business. find the balance. Yeah. So tell us, like, give, so my, give, my give people some tips about how to. So how what, to get what that I balance. do is I, I I obviously focus a lot on the business and I focus a lot on the education. Now, so we've got two companies that I deal with. Uh, I've got Stealth for the other company. He's my he's my partner as well. So it makes it easier for me 
to to manage things on that side. But again, I still got to manage Ego Barbers, yeah. which is purely myself. It's 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 purely my company. Um, so what I do is um, obviously where I've got my my team that work here. They you know they're here on a on a day to day basis working. Um, I, I Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. Um, I I walk my dogs in the morning. I get up at six in the morning. Sometimes half five. Yeah. I walk my dogs for an hour and a half. Uh, I feed my girls. I get them ready and I take them to school um, on a Monday, on a Tuesday, and a Wednesday. On a Tuesday, I'm off, yeah. so I spend the whole day uh, uh, at home uh, doing my running, running around, taking the girls to school, yeah. taking the girls swimming, right. and I always make sure when I'm here on Sundays, it's a family day, so it's purely my phone doesn't get touched. Yeah, it moves away, and then I'm with my so girls. It's, it's important to find that. that yeah, so point, so so again, just... yeah. As, you know, obviously, um, as I said, I've got passion for cutting in. I love cutting in. My girls uh, mean everything to me. So yeah, everything I do, I do for my kids. And, and they give me a massive drive into what I'm doing now. Yeah. So yeah, I find that the same with myself. I've just had a seven-month-old little girl as well. So Congratulations. It's, it's, yeah, so it's... Uh, and I, I see where you're coming yeah. from with that one, yeah. But, um, <clears throat> you know, you say you, you, you throughout everything what you've kind of developed in recent years, the last five years or so... Or so yeah. How would you say you've dealt with negativity in terms of people saying like, yeah, see, someone said to you five years ago, Harry, you're not going to have an education program. Like, there's always see, that. Look, there's like, always look, that. Like, look, when, you're, when you're at the top, especially now, um, being at the top and, and ever since I've lost my education, you, you get a lot of natural hate. Um, I can see it with, with just like, just normal just normal stuff that you get just naturally like from from Instagram Um, so with a lot of love you get a lot of hate Mm. um, but I don't really care what other people think Um, my work speaks for itself my my interaction my you know I I don't I don't really need people to tell me to, to, to feed my ego is that that something that comes naturally though yeah for for some people negative comments can hurt. Listen, and it, it, you have to train yourself to, to block it, it out. It, listen, you, you've been a client of the shop, yeah. and you so so of you. You know we're neighbours next yeah. door, and um, you you both support Arsenal, yeah, yeah. yeah. All which, right. Which, so you both support Arsenal. This is just like it's quite, it's complete. You support <laughs> yeah, Arsenal. You had to bring this up, right, and I, I, I support Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so um, well, it doesn't matter what you now. it doesn't matter what you lot say to me about Tottenham. All those years and all that success that Arsenal's had. I would always support uh, Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it would always be in my heart, and I'm Tottenham till I die, as we say, you Arsenal, whatever. Well, it's the same. It's the same with my work. It doesn't matter what they say to me or what they don't like. You know what I mean? You can't. You, that's it. I don't care what other people say. For me, it's uh, it, it's purely like what I do. I believe is it's is who you are. Yeah, it's who I am. Yeah. So you get that a lot. Um, yeah, you. you yeah, the thing with negativity is it's always going to be there regardless. Yeah. You could be the most successful person. Well, well, well no, you've got negativity with um, with Tottenham, but Tottenham are better than Arsenal now. Right. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, move, let's move on. <laughs> um, all right, so we've spoken about, uh, obviously you've got amazing hairdressing and barbering skills and the way you deal with negativity. But for people that are looking to follow their passions, their dreams, yeah. to, to hopefully become successful. What's the one or two most important skills that you think they're, they're going to well, hopefully develop yeah, over time? In every trade that you do, the most important thing, you know, it, success comes with hard work. You've got to put the hours in. 
you've got to be dedicated. It's like anything that you do, you've got to be dedicated. So your mindset has to be dedicated in what you do. You have to enjoy what you do. Yeah. So you have to have a passion and love what you do. It's very, but you don't want to be in a job that you don't like doing because um, you're not going to enjoy it and you're not going to be successful from it. Yeah. Um, uh, some people are, don't get me wrong. Some people can be successful from not enjoying the job. Yeah, I think it depends what motivates you. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, what, what motivates you. But what I always say to people is, 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 is you know, follow your dreams. Um, and if you work hard enough, your dreams can come true. All right. So, so what, what does success like to you? Or what, if someone says to you, uh, you're going to be successful, what does that look like to you? See, for me, when people say, oh, you're six, like, I, 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 I'm a great believer that you never stop learning and every day is a challenge. Yeah. So, so it doesn't matter how successful you are, you're always... There's always room for there's more. There's always room for improvement and there's always room for more. Right. And it doesn't matter how successful you are, you, you, you've got to be consistent in what you do. And you've got, to, you've got to maintain that because, you know, if you don't maintain that and you take your eye off it, then you'll find that yourself that you're, you're becoming complacent. So you can't let complacently uh, be complacent or, or you know, you, sometimes you can be a victim to your own success. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? So yeah. what I always say is, is, is uh, always be focused and always be consistent in what you do. We, I always say you're only as good as your last haircut. Yeah. I think that's, that's a great mentality to have, especially someone in your position. Yeah, I yeah. Think, I think there's a there's I think there's too many people that maybe have see a little bit of money, maybe, or have a tiny bit of success, and they think yeah, job, yeah. job done. Yeah, got to keep grounded. Yeah. And, yeah, they, yeah, and they change, yeah. which I think is probably you know. Well, you lot know me for what six years, seven years now. Yeah, like yeah. You, I don't change. You know, yeah. I, I'm I'm Harry that you met six years ago. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what you know for me. For me, you have to stay the same and you have to be humble in what you do. There's the, you know, you can't let success treat make you into a bad person yeah. or look at people, you know, beneath you. Yeah, of course. No one's beneath no one, do you know what I mean? We're all the same. It doesn't matter what I do, I have a passion for cutting it and I cut it. So what what That's, that one takeaway that our listeners can take away from this this show, what would you say is the most critical thing that without it you're gonna you're gonna find it harder, so you need to apply it to your. See, listen, if, if, if people naturally the world is cruel, mm. yeah. People want to see you not succeed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so what I say is 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 it's the same which 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 I get now is they they, and this is one thing, and it, and and it's a, it's a saying that I've used quite a lot is, especially being at the top now and everyone watching me what I do, so I'm watched by everyone in my industry. Uh, whether they're interacting with me or not, I know they're watching me. Um, and I say they hate, so they watch, they hate, and then they copy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely, that's a yeah, good yeah. I've heard that one before. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's but a quick one, and this is a quick one, I got, I got a, a DM from, from a guy, and he goes, Look, I want to speak to you, and I want to be honest with you. I used to hate upon you hate upon you like honestly criticise everything that you did was, I would was, hate. He, was he a barber as well it's a barber just a yeah. normal guy on Instagram yeah. he goes to me and I'm I just want to say thank you he goes because six months down the line I'm sitting there and I'm hating upon you and this and that And but I'll find myself copying what you're doing mm. in everything because I want to I want to be like you I want to yeah. be able to do what you're doing I want to have your what you what you're giving and what you're doing I just want to say thank you and sorry 
And I was like, wow, like no one's ever said that to me amazing. before. You actually could come out and say that, even yeah. that's an achievement. That's amazing, amazing, yeah. Yeah, so. I think it's probably one of the most, um, well, for you, it's probably one of the best things of what you're doing at the moment. Like, aside from yeah. anything else, that inspiration that you're giving with the education and on social. Yeah, it's, listen, it's, it's, it must it's, be quite fulfilling. Look, it's, it's, I'm not going to lie to you, though, it's hard work. Everything's hard work. But, you, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's hard work. But if you, if you can, if you can teach someone to, to make them better at what they do and they can take it and they can be successful for me I've accomplished what I want to accomplish and that's what my main my, for me it's it, it, it blows me away when actual people you know yeah great so aside from the business and the education what's next for yourself personally are you I mean <laughs> so obviously the work's a big part of the life yeah, um, um, you, do you want to kind of maintain that balance? Do you want for, to... for for me, I, it, for me, is is keep ego barbers uh, growing, uh, yeah. growing as 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 a brand, uh, as a company. There will be other ventures. Yeah, you know, uh, for me, mainly is 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 to keep everything as as it's going now. Yeah, but for me, is is the education. Yeah, um, is is what I'm getting into and what's happening and so that's where you're finding the most like personal fulfillment through it, the education it's not just that i still want to be in my shop but yeah, obviously of course you do, yeah. there's only so much i can be in my shop and i can be at the, i can't be at two places at the same time yeah yeah so um you know going around the world is, is amazing i'm enjoying that going around the world but obviously i want to have the first uh, academy that we're going to open and then we're going to take it from there and then obviously i like to let things happen organically yeah. i don't I don't chase things and, and try and force. Yeah, force. I yeah. don't try and run before I can walk. Do, do you know what I mean? So for me, one hundred percent. For me, the, you know, the next chap, chapter will be will be in in what I'm doing now. Just 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 maintaining what you're doing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Harry, thanks a lot for chatting to yeah, us. Thanks for coming. It's been a, been a pleasure to have you on the podcast, and thanks, we'll uh, hopefully have you on again. And pleasure. You can for where the journey goes. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Guys, go onto Harry's Instagram page at Ego Barbers. He shares amazing content and tips and will be sharing his worldwide travels with Kings of Tomorrow. Also, check out his shop in Cockfosters, North London. All his info can be found on egobarbers.co.uk or alternatively on his Instagram profile. Thanks for listening, guys. We want to bring you closer to more amazing people like Harry. So help us spread the word by sharing the episodes and following us on Instagram at The Curious Cousins. We'd love for you guys to give us a rating on iTunes and also uh, give us a little bit of feedback and, and rate the episodes. Appreciate the support.